Oh, I'm avoiding legal snacks by telling people you're being recorded. It is a podcast after all. It's Kristen Smith back home in Gainsborough this week. And here in West London, it's me, Rob Oldfield, taking a rest from trying to get to grips with all the behind-closed-doors protocols. And here in Berkshire, it's me, James Bartby, and this is a very special episode, actually, because we're going to do a very, very detailed uh, analysis while we re-watch the Liverpool game from last weekend. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's very good of you to agree to do this, Christian. Vela! Vela! <laughs> well, in the, in the words of uh, words of most of the team, we go again. Uh, it is We Go Again. We, it is We Go Again podcast. That was one of the worst performances I've seen in a very long time. What a, what a freaky weekend! It was just mental, wasn't it? You couldn't believe it. I mean, I looked. I mean, I wasn't following the game, but I looked at the you know I looked at the reports next morning and I thought, what? Huh? Huh? Yeah. And, I mean, I, and I, I, I was I was going on my Twitter feed and I do have one or two friends that are Villa fans. And in fact, you you probably met them while you were the, you know while you were. Yeah, football club, and he just—he was looking at the alcohol he was drinking, wondering, wondering if he'd had <laughs> more than the one that he knew he had. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I mean, I watched the uh, the United Spurs game, and I I didn't watch the Liverpool game because it was the evening, wasn't it? I think I think Barcelona were playing at the same time, so I think I watched the first maybe forty minutes, and I think it was three one at the time when I when I turned mm. over. And I mean, fair play to Villa, they they. They spotted the weakness, didn't they, and exploited it time and again. Um, why well, why that, your clock didn't just drop them back a little bit? It's unbelievable. But it wasn't. That, that only see, see, second that's goal. the thing. It wasn't. The weakness was not playing the side trap. The weakness was down Liverpool's right, and the fact that every single ball was crossfield ball back to the right, and they just seemed to forget that. A footballer needs to adapt. You can train, 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 but when the pitch, mm. when the match is going one way, you need to. Somebody out there should have showed leadership, and this is where not having Jordan Henderson on the pitch and only having James Milner on the pitch later on. As much as I like Virgil Van Dyke, he's not a leader in the right way. I don't think. I don't think he is um, as strong a character as, say, something like Jordan Henderson. He's a leader by example, isn't he, rather than a... Yeah, yeah. He's, well, he, he, he has, based on the couple of game, couple of uh, cock-ups he's done over the last yeah, few weeks, and he is leading by example. Everybody on the team is just absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a, Salah looked like he actually wanted to play. He's um, had a shaky start, hasn't he, Virgil van Dijk? He's, you know, the, the game against Leeds, he was at fault a couple of times as well, wasn't he, at the, on the first day? And, yeah, he just... Um, oh, it's going to happen, isn't it? I've been... You don't know where last season ended and this one's begun, so you're going to get these weird, weird results. I mean, mm. the the Spurs won, the the West Ham going to Leicester and winning three nil. I mean, that would have normally in any given weekend that would be the the what the moment. But well, it, it doesn't even, even register, does it? Throwing leads after taking yeah. the lead. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was a that was a good game from what I saw. But again, I don't think I watched all the backs. I think there was German football or something that I watched instead. I can't remember mm. now. But even in even speaking of Germany, uh, we had Bayern Munich um, with a, a shaky four three win over Hertha Berlin. We were two mm-hmm. 0 up, got pegged back to two two. I think they went three two up then, and then we pegged back to three three. It took a stoppage time penalty. Um, Lewandowski scored all four of them, um, so he's carrying on from where he left off last season when he was a shoe in for the 
for the uh, Ballon d'Or if you value those things, if they'd have had it. Um, so yeah, we just had some some strange strange old results everywhere. Really, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, and it's, it's long may it continue. It's great. I think sometimes you know we get so used to things following a pattern. If it's these two teams playing, then this person winning. You you know you expect the expected. And we forget sometimes the joy of the game is the unexpected, the result you don't expect to see, you know, the the upset that you would never have dreamed of. And that, to me, that's the best thing about it, because if it was all predictable, we wouldn't enjoy it. No, and uh, do, you, do you know what? Everton, Everton and Villa are the top two in the league. We're, we're, we're back in 1987. It's, it's fantastic. Mm. It's brilliant. Um, but, I mean, it probably it probably will come crashing back to normality at some point but yeah enjoy the ride and that Everton Liverpool game after the uh, internationals is going to be tasty yeah it's going to be very whoops very so just deleted the link I was trying to open um it's going to be very tasty um such as the National League because you're about to kick off aren't they they're just just about started they're going to start as planned on Saturday um, with significant financial support from the government one would question why they're getting significant financial support from the government about 10 million quid when they are stopping other because basically they're going to play are the National League behind closed doors Rob yes Okay. To- so, totally, totally, and completely. So that's my first problem with it. They're gonna. So effectively, what they're doing is giving a ten million pound grant or furlough or whatever you want to call it to top up the wages of how many clubs are there? Sixty-six clubs. Uh, six. Well, this season the sixty-seven. There should be sixty-eight. The, yeah, the, so, the, the National League South, for those who don't know, is playing with only... We're playing with the team short this year. So, my, my question is, with all, well, it's, all it's the, the other nas- stuff... Sorry, it's in the National games. League as well? No. What about Macclesfield? Part of the problem is, I don't, I, I, say, I don't know about that, but I know the fact that in the National League South programme, every club has a home and away bye week. Yeah, I think the National League will as well. At one point in the season, so it may may just be sixty six clubs, but I can say I know for a fact that you know each club will have two weeks off throughout the season. But what I want to know, therefore, and this is this is my question um, that I'm posing as a little bit of a devil's advocate: Why are the government bailing them out, not the FA or not some other part of football? Because 10 million quid for 66 companies when they've already had bounce back loans and all the other stuff, as a not as a like my pub around the corner who's potentially going to have to shut again, they're not going to get anything from the government. Well, I have to admit that's one of the great questions uh, you know of the moment, but I suppose when you think about it, you know, if everything's closed down in football, you know, some of the you know. A lot of the clubs higher than the National League can just about manage. No, I won't say they will manage, but they could. Whereas when you're talking about the National League and National League South, where 
for the majority of clubs, the proportion of their income comes from the gates. Um, when you're playing behind closed doors and you've got nothing, you can't open the bar, you can't open the social club. I mean, to say for an example, you'll have seen, those of you who are on Twitter, that that um, newcomers to the National League Wheelstone were going to show the game in their social club. They were going to stream the game and the social club is pretty much the perimeter wall of the ground. And apparently it was stopped. More than so, six people. Well, no, actually, I don't think I don't think it was that. I don't know if I don't know what it was because we're talking about because this was this time last week. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. So, so this was before the restrictions. Yeah, the restrictions really came into effect. But it was just this kind of situation where you've got clubs with social clubs that are effectively part of the infrastructure of the ground, but yet not subject to the behind closed doors restrictions but we're still planning to actually stream the game. And, you know, from what, from what I understand, it was basically, they were basically told, you can't do that, just on the basis that somebody might peer through the window of the social club across the ground. <laughs> which, which, is, which, is, which is ridiculous. But yes, there is a whole load of things now for football clubs at National League South, National League North and the National League to get to grips with, all because they can't have fans in the ground. So I think it works out uh, that each club's going to receive, obviously we don't know the ins and outs, but it looked like about 50 grand per club per month for the next three months. So it's not a, it's a significant, when you total it up, and okay, 50 grand when you're looking at a squad of 18 to 20 plus the ancillary staff that you need, it's not a massive amount, but it's just, yeah, it's one of those situations where they're in limbo because the clubs higher up the pyramid aren't getting fans in either. And you think of League Two and League One. Mm hmm how many of them are potentially going to go to the wall and are they going to come cap in hand to the government or the EFL or someone to start trying to sort it out? Why, why is this coming from the government and not coming from the Premier League? Like they're trying to redistribute some of the wealth down for the, um, the league clubs. Well, part of the problem is the FA, the Premier League, as we've said on this podcast, don't have an obligation. We've said time and again, I think it was your phrase, Chris, that said, it's a private members club when all said and done. Yeah. So the thing is, yes, they've got bucket loads of money from the television deals and sponsorships and the rest of it. But they, you know, they're not obliged to do anything to football, except on a, except on a moral level. But unfortunately, in business, a moral level doesn't cut it. They have got actually no legal obligation to anybody outside their own outside their own group. So the FA have to try and broker something, and you know there's not a lot of success going on there either. You're, you're so, using a, you're using a quite a good word there. The FA are a little bit broke. So. Well, I wouldn't say a little bit broke because they're probably not. You know, when you think they're about claiming it, they're claiming poverty. They're claiming poverty, but I'm pretty sure when you put all the property and infrastructure that they have you know in you know okay in cash terms they probably aren't haven't got that much but in value of property i'm pretty sure they've got quite a bit oh like farmers uh, i was thinking of other organizations but i know what you mean yeah 
Yeah, farmer's always uh, cash poor but asset rich. Rich. Mm. So how 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 what are the ins and outs then, Rob? Because obviously you've been very involved with Hampton, and it is a it's it's must be a testing time for everybody trying to work out and fight through the mire of protocols that seem to change. I don't know whether they're changing as much for the clubs as they seem to be for everybody else on a weekly basis. Um, but uh, not having anybody in the ground, making sure not anybody, nobody's there, but just the logistics of changing rooms and FA facility, refs facilities and stuff. Yeah, I mean, half the battle is just trying to make sure that, you know, you get exactly the people you can have because let's not forget every club has it you know, requires a safety certificate okay and for every club it'll be the you know the local council and for hampton it's the london borough of richmond now it depends on you know what the license or allows you and hampton have got to be really strict on this because despite what the guidelines are from the fa from the national league and the uh, DCMS departure of uh, no department of. Uh, I think you're, that's a Freudian slip. That they they are departing away from culture and media and sport. <laughs> you know, yeah, but we know what we mean. But the thing is, yeah. the, the thing is, it all depends on how the licensor interprets the guidelines. So Hampton have been told they can have thirty-two visiting, you know, from the visiting club. And there can be nobody included that is not directly related to the actual running and staging of the game. So there can only be players, coaching staff, management, a little bit of admin, so like secretaries to do the team sheets and stuff like that, and that's it. No direct, no directors' wives. No directors' wives. We are allowed to offer tickets to four directors, and that's it. You know, a lot of clubs now are having to realise that the your way days are not jollies you can't go that's it and you've got all the restrictions about changing rooms you can only have in most football club dressing rooms that i'm aware of just 11 people and three coaching staff in any dressing room and that that's what i mean because uh, most of the clubs and i know at trinity it's mm. it's definitely one that the change rooms can only just fit in those players anyway. Uh, when mm. you've got twelve, when you've got twelve to eighteen, they're all crammed in. And mm. so, where do where do the subs get changed? And that's well, that's it, what I mean. There's the extra logistics of just purely well, getting the players changed. Yeah, what it is is a case of the first team. Very often, we'll have to change first. Go on the pitch to start the warm up, and then the substitutes can go in and get changed themselves. I mean, it's there's all that. You've got to basically make sure there's no contact between the dressing rooms. You know, you've got to try and give separate entrances and exits. So, for an example, the players' tunnel at Hampton is reserved for the away team. The you know the home team, Hampton, use the outside exit that leads to the car park and onto the field. There can oh, be so no. You're, con- be, you're being too nice. I'd do it the other way around. Well the, well, well, the problem is, though, you know, I didn't have to arrange that, so it wasn't up to me. But that's the way it's been decided to be done. Anyway, so there's all that. You've got to designate areas of the ground, yellows, yellow or amber and red. And red, you've only have a certain number of play, you know, people in it, you know, and that includes the pitch. You know, yellow, you, you, you can have a bit more leeway. 
But basically, it's a case of there can be nobody inside the ground that is not directly related to the game taking place. So are you going to be able to do the commentary then, um, like you've been doing for the pre-season stuff? Yes, because we need to, because we, um, basically, the clubs have been not told to, but they've, the wishes of the league are is that the clubs should try and provide a live video stream of the match. So therefore, yes, you need the running of the game includes providing, you know, um, video operator, you know, to to work the camera. Commentary, yes, you can do because you're allowed a certain number of media personnel within the ground, you know, to do yeah, that. So, so that's, that's so, really yeah. good. So at least the fans can still be involved. That's that's they the because my worry was at the lower leagues mm. where the fans can't can't be involved and the clubs aren't big enough to have media live streaming and all these other things going on and so because of um if you think uh, like at your club up at hull who've fallen out with the local bbc underside uh, yeah if if, you, if if the fan if if the local club had fallen out with the beeb or the national league had fallen out with the bbc then mm. you're t- cutting off everything to the club and it's going to be worse for the club in the long run because once you lose somebody, it's the, the usual thing. Once you've lost somebody, it's harder to get them back on board um, yeah, than yeah. keeping somebody who's already interested in going at least once a month or something. Yeah, I mean, this is it. In fact, in some respects, you know, for somebody to be able to actually sit and watch a video stream of the game might be more preferable to them. Yeah. You know, you know, they might enjoy just sitting there, in, you know, because... It, some clubs are doing it on on youtube and i know a lot of your smart tvs can show that you know you can actually you know go online and watch youtube on your tv yes my tv my tv will do that yeah so then if you know if you know the channel of what your club is is basically providing the video on you can watch it like you'd be watching you know you know a top flight game but the only difference is that a lot of the clubs still need a lot of practice in how to film a game. <laughs> it's, it's also, after being a cameraman for Trinity, mm-hmm. it's surprisingly difficult to film a game with knowing you've only got one camera and there is so mm-hmm. much, sometimes there is so much stuff going on that you can't, you're trying to follow the ball, but you know there's somebody you're making a run and if you could just be, if you could quickly flick the camera angle to see him... Yeah. Yeah, you know what you know what's going on when the guy plays the ball. It's not a suddenly. Oh, there was somebody there. He passed it to. It was no. This guy made an amazing mm. run and came in the back post and nodded it in because no one was tracking him. But you miss a, you miss a little bit of that. Mm. I've, I've actually so with with some of the uh, Sky and BT coverage, um, you miss a bit of that because it, the directors seem to prefer looking at the crew or looking at the uh, managers and everybody on the sideline rather than actually mm. the action yeah. on the pitch. Or, yeah. or you've got ITV that prefer playing an advert instead of showing the match. <laughs> mm. yeah. So there's all these obligations that the that the clubs, the home club has to do. You know, the players have to be tested either before they leave the home club or before they come into the ground. You know, everything's temperature tested. You know, and names have got to be provided of all those who are attending. And it's actually quite strict. Um, you know, there can be no guests in the ground from anybody, anywhere. The only people that you can have in the game, you, you might argue is not directly related to the running of the game, 
is one person. The referee. Uh, no. But you're, but you're close. You're close. The referee's assessor. <laughs> yeah. He is the only person not directly involved with the running of the game that can be in the ground. That's it. If you know, No matter who you are, be you a director or anything else, if you are not involved with that game taking place, if you don't hold a position, you know, if you're not on the list, stay at home. That's that's basically, you know... Your name's not down, you're not coming in. Yeah, it's a basically case if your name's not... As the saying goes, you're not on the list, you're not in. And there's all these regulations now that all these clubs have to try and get their heads around. Every club has been required to nominate one person to oversee all this and, you know, basically take responsibility for all the, you know, COVID... Um, instructions and guidelines and things like that and oversee it. So that's, that's, a, ex- that's extra work for people who are not paid to do it. And a big ask because if you're the person, I can, I can see it being if you're the person nominated or you agree to do it, do you become liable yourself like said, personally? It's, it's, it's a lot of responsibility, isn't it? It yeah. is a lot of responsibility because, I mean, there's been and discussions... And it probably isn't covered by the club's insurance either. Well, this is it, you see. The safety certificate comes comes into it as well, you know, because you you can only do what you're allowed to do. And, I mean, there's been... I mean, the, the like I say, Hampton's already had one game. We were away at St Albans last week, uh, last Tuesday, a couple of nights ago, as we record this on Thursday. And, you know, the, all the hoops that, you know, the COVID officer had to jump through was, you know, you know was ridiculous because different clubs will interpret things slightly differently. And it'll be the same again this weekend when they play Dartford. You know, the crazy thing was, you know, clubs have clearly been told you can only have four directors. That's it. And yet I've seen a club, I'm not going to name the club because I've already mentioned it once, who asked if they could have all ten, if they could have all ten, if they could have ten. So the yeah, if six, are on, if six are named on the pitch, on, on the uh, playing. Yeah, like I say, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking, but it was clearly there, the fact that people cannot be in there who's not directly related to the winning of the game. There is a maximum of four directors allowed in, and yet they still wanted all ten. And our COVID officer had to say, no. These, you know, that is what we've been told. That is the, you know, instructions. We can compromise and make it five, and that's it. On a more important note, mm. have your directors been able to purchase little masks for the uh, for the team for when you go to your away grounds and stuff that all have the Hampton logo on because I think that looks really good when the team comes in with team masks and it's all comes in as a, a nice ready uh, sort of thing oh and more to the point can we can we buy them <laughs> James you missed something then because yes two months ago the club did produce Face coverings, printed. It was you know printed with Alan Dowse's face. No, <laughs> the team, the team colours, the home, the home colours, and the away colours. Not the badge, though. Uh, I can't remember because I, ha- I have some, but I can't find them. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's a case of um, the players don't have to wear them as they get into the ground. You know, the, it's not required. But a lot of clubs have done this. They've seen, hold on, we can do this online. 
and they've all produced variants, face masks, face coverings, that they can sell to the supporters. Tiny little income stream there. Tiny little income stream there. That's that's what I was meaning. It looks good as well. Mm. Yeah, well, I've I've got a... From when I went to um, Barcelona a few months ago, I I got one of the official FC Barcelona ones. Um, just because I really liked it, and that's that's the one I wear yeah. every day at the minute. And, uh, is it made, yeah, I would, was it made in China or Bangladesh? Um, it was made with the blood and tears of supporters from the last few years of the current president. <laughs> all, all I was thinking mm. is that I think the, the irony to all of all of that to be is that um, the masks all come from China, just like the virus. So it's uh... well, obviously well, you, it, if if the virus came from there, then the protection should come from there, right? <laughs> well, the, 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 I say I think that's 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 what I'm trying to get at with the going back to the masks uh, or the the face coverings for Hampton. That's what I'm trying, it's an in- income stream in a time when people want them, and it's a nice, easy way for them to show the support for the club, raise a little bit of money for the club, and and that's it. Cause I know I've got um, I've got a face covering which is just for one of the things that I I like doing, and I. I've got it raised, and it's so I know that I gave um, a few pounds to the cause as well as uh, complying with the regulations. Yeah, I mean this is the problem with football at national league level, and you know non-league level. You know you're limited in some respects about you know things you can do to raise money and you know provide a little bit of an income stream, and you know quite a few clubs have been inventive in that way. You know they're still selling, you know replica shirts and all the stuff of the club shop online as well that's still happening but what a lot what a lot of clubs are trying to do is take the video stream that they are required to provide well not required to provide but it's been strongly urged shall we say by the by the national league to provide and actually asking the supporters to subscribe to it and you know there's some clubs doing it uh Tuesday nights and Albans versus Hampton, six ninety nine for the match. Yeah, I wouldn't have paid five. I wouldn't have paid two quid for it, <laughs> to be honest. You know, but you know, again, another little income stream. One that you one that you know in this day and age you can be, you know, you, you know, you can do. You know, five or six years ago, could you have done this? Short of YouTube, I don't think you could. You would know better than us, Kristen, about that. But. You know, even, even YouTube five six years ago, you didn't have the live streaming part of it. Mm. So yeah, it becomes it, it it wouldn't have been possible five or six years ago. There wasn't the infrastructure built around like there is now, where everybody is used to watching things online and subscribing. Because even um, the live TV I do watch generally would be iPlayer if I was watching something on the BBC or for an example I'll be watching iPlayer live which is still coming through the internet so there's more um, there wasn't wasn't that infrastructure there before there wasn't the that potential revenue stream and it and it would have killed the clubs almost immediately mm. I mean thankfully now we have got to that stage where it can all be done and you know supporters are starting to appreciate the fact of what the clubs have to do you know, the things they have to provide, you know, the guidelines and the regulations they have to follow. You know, I know there's a big movement to, you know, let the supporters in, but that's only going to be late, you know, waiting for the, you know, for the government to decide. And to quote an old phrase from the 80s, they're not for turning. 
as far as they're concerned, this is the guidance, right or wrong, this is it. And, you know, but we, as we said last week, when you have to also fit in guidelines for the likes of the FA Cup as well, you know, it's a case where it all becomes a tangled mess, in, you know, in places. You know, we talked about this last week where you know, a club for, say, like, outside of step, steps one and two, if they're hosting the match, you know, and it's against the club from step one, there can be no away supporters in there, at least not officially, because everybody knows that, you know, supporters will sneak in anyway, even if they're told not to. You know, it, it, it's, it's, a fact, it's a fact of life. You know you could, the club can put out as many press releases as much website articles and things like that saying, please don't travel. You'll know full well that there'll be people there who'll say, well, I don't really care. I'm going. You'll know full you well know. that people did. Yeah, and they did. <laughs> and, you know, it probably happened up and down the country, you know, last Saturday in the FA Cup. You know, except in matches where there was, you know, against two from, say, like, step three or in which case both sets of supporters could be together, or two clubs from steps one and two, in which case there's no supporters whatsoever. You know, and it's just, you know, it's this imbalance between step two and step three, which creates a problem. Step three clubs can have supporters in, step two can't, but there's not a lot of difference between the two. So I think there's a long way to go and a lot of tweaking to be done to these guidelines before it's, you know, before it really settles down. Can I can I just go back to the live streaming thing? Are are Hampton doing that on Saturday? Uh, they'd better be doing, because I won't be there. <laughs> I believe they are. Yes, I believe they are. Yeah. So I that'll be on, on on YouTube, will it? It will be on. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of clubs, it you know, the social media aspect of things, you know, like that has been invaluable because it's the easiest way to get information out to your supporters. So is yeah, it, yeah. Is it free or are they, are they charging? Yes. Um, as far as I know, the, up to now, when we're recording this on Thursday evening, I don't believe they're charging for it. Uh-huh. They're, know, just gonna ha- they're just going to have sponsor reads during the during the show. I, have, I haven't a clue how it's going to be, but you know, it won't be me involved with it. So they, they're not they're not streaming it into the clubhouse then. No, 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 no because don't not forget. Hampton's one of those places where the clubhouse is inside the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, you, but, so there's no point streaming it into the clubhouse if there's nobody there to watch it. Yes, but clubs are doing, aren't they? They're streaming it into their clubhouse that's next to the pitch. Yeah, Wheelstone. With, with fans in there. Mm. Trin- can Trinity be... can actually do that because the Blues Club, there is a brick wall, and all that actually goes out from the Blues Club itself into the ground is the burger burger is like the burger kitchen so yeah, I've, I've seen, i think it was, was it chesterfield i might be wrong there but they they've streamed it to the clubhouse which is which has a view of the pitch but they had to have the blinds drawn <laughs> yeah i mean it, how i mean I, how stupid is that mm. i mean we've got the royal albert hall reopening um as well haven't we which I can't remember what the capacity is there, but they're having, um, it's quite, quite a, in percentage terms, it's quite a high percentage of people allowed in there. Um, mm. I'm going to, um, as this comes out on Friday, tonight, I'm going to um, a comedy, uh, comedy night at 
our local theatre, which is normally down in this awesome little uh, former beer cellar, but they're doing it in the actual theatre. But you can't go outside to a match. I mean, we ranted about it last week. It's 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 insane, and this petition has flown past the hundred thousand it needs to go into parliament. I just I just don't I just don't get it. I don't understand the thinking behind it. It's it is just madness and compounded by the fact that you can stream it to the clubhouse which has a view of the pitch i mean what the actual do you know it's just wow unbelievable i know clubs will always try and you know find loopholes and bend the rules and do whatever they can for their supporters but in but speaking on a personal level you know it there's so many illogicalities about the way it's all been enforced and you know and I can understand a lot of the restrictions that are still in place where you've got, you know, local issues and you just have to look on the government website to see where they are. There's quite a lot of them. And they're so you all, don't re- funnily enough, they're all they're they are all um seats in parliament that aren't necessarily blue, if you get the meaning as well. If if you um, well, if you, if you look I I'm not that cynical, and, James. Unfortunately. No, and, and, <laughs> um, so okay. So I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm actually going to get specific because I was talking to my dad earlier, right? And he lives in Kirklees, and yeah. it's locked down. Greater Manchester's locked down. All of that's locked down. Um, a lot of it is a Labour seats. Boris Johnson's constituency in Hillingdon Ryslip area has got a higher rate per hundred thousand than Kirklees, and yet it's not locked down. So how's how does that make sense? That's because, the that's because we probably don't understand as ordinary, ordinary gubbins exactly how it's calculated. Well, it's whether it's a Labour or a Conservative in charge, I think. In the, it, in it's, not, it's, not quite, it's not quite that. It's also um, the local councils, because they've been in negotiations for a while. When they first started doing the local lockdowns, the central government then started negotiating with the local councils about how to make it easier and what financial compensation is going to go to the local council to help them uh, provide service and, and the, to get around the, the problems that it causes. If you are locked down, you get £2 per head for people in your council. So... I don't know whether that's per month or just a one-off payment or what, but you're getting you're getting so the the new when they come up next week and they announce their tier one, tier two, tier three, just to confuse everything even more. Tier one, which you thought would be the highest level, is not; it's the lowest level. They get nothing. Tier two are going to get one pound for every constituent who's locked down, and tier three is going to get two pounds per constituent who's locked down. So my the cynic in me says it's actually financial um financially advantageous for the local councils to be crying out to be locked down. However, it is also a bit more nuanced than that where they're trying their damnedest not to do anything in London. I think that's a problem. You know, London is a bit of a weird case because there's a lot of responsibility with the councils. But then you've also got the Lord Mayor, well, not the Lord Mayor, the Mayor of He London. thinks he's a bloody Lord. 
Mm. Well, I think we've got. Might, well, I don't know what he thinks he is, but to be honest, I think he's. Uh, I, I, I know what he is. I think he's getting ideas above himself, if you ask me. But the thing, but you're probably right about London, and yet, you know, I know that if you look at London and you travel round it, and you, you know, I know you work, Kristen, but you might say a bit more than I do, James, that you just wonder how a lot of the city isn't on lockdown anyway. Not necessarily because of the numbers, but just by the way that people are still congregating and not observing the social distancing. It's just... You know, it's just ridiculous. Well, I mean, if if they don't get the bail out, you won't be able to travel around London. Mm. Because if you know, if they file that section one one four, then the only thing that can run is some school buses and the Woolwich ferry. The rest of <laughs> everything shuts down. So, anyway, me personally need that to do. But anyway, football and politics don't mix. There's an no. I, I just just well, <laughs> this thing. I do need you to be running the Piccadilly line tomorrow because I will be going from King's Cross to Heathrow. So please the bailout can happen uh just to at least allow me to get to the airport i don't care tomorrow because i don't work fridays so oh, neither do I, I, I mean normally i would um i would wave and say hello and but obviously now i can't get too close <laughs> so, but yeah i mean well you, you couldn't either when you were just in, in your cab it would look rather bad if you suddenly jumped out and said oh hello <laughs> oh no yeah oh, trust me if if you Get out and speak to people. They love it. They do. They love it. They might all be miserable Londoners, but they do love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we need this petition. It needs. It needs now to be to be sorted out, doesn't it? They, they need to get fans in grounds. It's it, it's absolute madness that you can go to the pub. You can go to the cinema if they're still open. No, oh, you can't um, go to the cinema anymore. The well, cinema, you can't. They're, they're you all can't shut. World. They've they've shut, but. I think I think other chains are still open at the minute for how long we don't know because there are no films. Um, but why you can't go and watch an outdoor sporting event is is just beyond me. Um, yeah, I mean, but well, I've sent to the WhatsApp you, group a couple of good news stories that we can at least move on to at some point and <laughs> stop talking well, doom and gloom the whole time. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to talk doom and gloom, but I was just about to move on anyway, saying, well, um, you can... Still, if you want, this is not, well, it's not much happier actually, but I'm going to go on to it now. Um, if you want, it's, you can still travel, as I know, from Germany to the UK. So last week I um, drove actually all the way to Germany, which is a long way um, to where wow. my office is. Okay. 715 miles door to door. But 715, so I needed to take some stuff, so I had to drive. Now, you can't, I couldn't get out of the car in the Netherlands, and I couldn't get out of the car in Belgium, and I couldn't get out of the car in France. But uh, because I came from Germany, then I came straight through. Unless you're in Wales or Northern Ireland, Scotland and England allow you to come and no quarantine from Germany. Is this what Jaden Sancho used to uh, go and visit his mate, uh, go and visit his mates, and have a little pie? Yeah, it could, it could well be. I mean, it's, it's just. I mean, after, after the um, the last international break, when we we had Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood um, making acquaintances with a with a couple of of, of local people. Um, yeah, we've now had this one, um, and it, this one troubles me on on a couple of levels because we we talked briefly about it before recording, but. Um, they, they broke basically they broke the, the rule of six, which is I hate that term. Um, unprecedented times in the rule of six are just 
riled me right up at the minute. Um, but and he said it both now. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a surprise party. So you, I suppose Tammy Abraham, you look at with a, a little bit more of a lenient view, but you know, he should have maybe said, hang on a minute. You know, there's far too many people here, but you know, I, I, it was his birthday and there was a, a surprise party organized. And yeah. And Jaden Sancho made his way over from, from Dortmund where he's not played the last couple of games, the last couple of games before deadline day, um, due to a respiratory infection, um, which sounds kind of viral to me, but you know, who am I to judge? Um, and while he was presumably trying to angle for a move to, to Manchester United, um, which I don't know how that would have worked, because surely he would have been on lockdown when he got there. But anyway, um, yeah, so it troubles me that they had this party, and it troubles me that he was travelling when he was supposedly too ill to play football, but he can travel 750 miles to um, to go to this party and and break the, break the law, essentially. I mean, I don't know if he thought he was exempt because he doesn't live here anymore, and... He, he thought he didn't count as as one of the people. I don't know. He's, he's just he's just mad. Um, so I don't actually know what that means for the England squad. I, I didn't actually see the announcement of the squad. I have no idea what the squad is. I've just seen the team that's playing at the minute against Wales um, with the all of a sudden Messi-like Dominic Calvert-Lewandowski scoring again. He just can't stop, can he? He's um, it's unbelievable. But yeah, I'd, I mean, footballers. They don't want to be, they don't want to be um, labelled stupid, but they're pretty stupid, Did aren't they? Did you not see the documentary with Deli Ali? He sounds pretty stupid. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I just, I, I no, I've no. It wasn't even me, Dal. I've, I've not seen it. That's literally word for word what somebody said to me. I have absolutely no interest in seeing that. Really, I really haven't. I, I, I don't want to see Jose Mourinho any more than I have to. No, I have to admit, I have to admit that's one thing I could do without seeing quite quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I would struggle to watch it if I was a if I was a Spurs fan. I think it's just. I mean, Sunderland till I died. The first season was brilliant. I haven't watched the second season. I don't know if I ever will. The first season was awesome. It was really really good. But I, I never watched the Man City one because I mean there was just. And I love Pep Guardiola because obviously Barcelona, but. I had absolutely no interest in watching that. I mean, they, they just there was no jeopardy in that one, was there? It was all the only jeopardy was that how many points are going to win the league by. So I don't know. I've just yeah, I'm not a massive fan of of series like that. To be fair, um, and when I did watch the first season of Sunderland Till I Die, it was because I was in bed with flu, so it was something to do. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably still wouldn't have watched it. I need to ask everybody a question as well. Oh, Go Going back to the weekend's game, the Liverpool game against Astonville, we know Liverpool got stuffed, and I think Jack Grealish got man of the match. Yeah, he was superb, wasn't he? Well, he didn't really play against anybody, so it's great when, you, <laughs> when you're not actually getting tackled or challenged. It's really easy to look good. Um, but can you answer me a question? Why is it with his bloody socks... Oh, I thought How you were going to ask somebody hair. not tell what, what this hair just, impound, <laughs> it just compounds the problem? It's his socks. And this is what we would say. I've been in a, a site today, and they're big football fans, and they were talking, and they said it's actually his socks. They can live with the bad hair. But how is he allowed 
by anybody, the manager or his teammates, not to literally pull his socks off. Well, he doesn't wear shin pads either, does he, famously? No. He should be getting a yellow card then, because that's against the rules of the game. Yeah, he's, he's, he does, he's never worn them. I don't understand how he gets away with it. I really don't. I've, I've wondered that for yeah, many, many it, years. Because I gather it is an obligation that you need to wear them. Yeah, he's you know, PPE at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, and um, for him not to do that, you know, you're right. How on earth is he getting away with it? The referees, you know, because we all know that there's a, always a pre-match inspection, even if it's only in the tunnel. You know, checking to make sure that everybody's, you know, boots are safe. There's no jewellery. They're very hot and wearing jewellery, are the, are the match officials. It's a very big no-no. Um, but, yeah, apparently it seems like, you know, players can get away without wearing the necessary shin pads. Does, which, does he actually get away with it or does he have some special ones which are really tiny and they cover the rule because it is a rule that you have to wear shin pads? Mm. It's a bookable and send a bo- send an offable offence for not having the correct equipment. I don't know. I'm just watching at the minute. I've, I've not seen a I've not seen a close up of him at the minute. He's um, yeah. His his socks are, are noticeably short than everyone else's on the pitch. So, I mean, they're only halfway up his shin. So yeah, unless he does wear a really really tiny one. But I don't understand why, as a player, you would you would want to wear less protection I, I, surely as a footballer your legs are kind of your most important thing so why would you not they want always to protect them? they always claim it restricts movement but he's the only player in the world that doesn't wear them so there's, there's got to be uh you know there must be ways to deal with that unfortunately he's not the only player on the pitch with bad hair oh well yeah obviously it's a bunch of 20 year old <laughs> british males they've all got ridiculous hair and speak, speaking of bad hair, Bale's coming back <laughs> and oh, he's yeah. injured. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, I think he's due back possibly even after the international break. He might be back for the first game. But, I mean, that's that's an interesting signing. Because, um, I mean, they, they, they look phenomenal. It's, you know, Kane and Son uh, putting together an unbelievable partnership. Um, and you, you add him into the mix and it, it could... It could elevate them. I, I wonder if we are going to get a 2016 Leicester season here. I wonder if we're going to get a team that nobody expects to win the title is going to win it because, you know, you've got you've got this 10-month season compressed into eight months. That's going to that's gonna cause, no matter how big your squad is, I mean, look at Man City. They've already, you know, we've we barely started the season. They've already got no strikers. So, you know, you just wonder how many injuries you know covid tests sadio mane he's he's isolating um you know so you just you just wonder a club that's got no european football that's just playing generally once once a week i, I just wonder could we could we see a dare i say an aston villa or an everton last because the the problem with everton will be if they get injuries to um uh, to James Rodriguez. I mean, if they if they lose him already, he's like the most important player at the club, isn't he? They, you already can't imagine them without him. He's he's been unbelievable, um, and Calvert Lewin as well. As I mentioned mm. earlier, I mean, I he, it's I, I love the nickname the uh, Calvert Lewin Dovsky. I can't take credit for that. It's not mm. I'm not that clever, um, but I love it. And he can't stop scoring. The, uh, this, isn't it? Isn't it that he's getting good service for a change? 
It, yeah, um, because I, well, Andy's he's clearly been well coached. I mean, this this form was there even before Ancelotti came in, wasn't it? When Duncan Ferguson was um, yeah. was in temporary charge, he, he was scoring then. So they they seem to have have got into him um, and said, you know, stop messing about, just shoot, just first time it. As soon as it gets to you, hit it. I think Ancelotti said. Um, I've I read a quote from him about um, Filippo Inzaghi, uh, you know, legendary striker. One touch every every goal, one touch. He, you know, he mm. touched the ball maybe ten, twelve times in a game, but he'd probably score two or three goals. But, um, and if they can get that out of him, then I mean, long may it continue because the kid looks unreal at the minute. And we do have a non-league connect connection on the, on, on Calvert Lewin. Oh really? He had a loan spell at Staley Bridge Celtic. Oh, because uh, I was are reading. Still, are they still going? I believe so. Just that's not that's not a name I've heard for a long time. I yes, quite a lot because they're in Trinity's division. Uh, yeah, oh. um, I did pay them a visit in pre-season about four or five years ago. Yeah, but yeah, I was. It's, it's funny you should mention you know Calvert Lewin because I was. There's a very interesting article on a certain national broadcaster sporting website. <laughs> <laughs> and other sporting, yeah, other sporting channels are available elsewhere. And so it's bbc.co.what? Yeah, <laughs> that one. Sky. That one. That one. And um, it basically went back, you know, through his career and how he got to, you know, getting an England call-up. And he had a period on loan at Stanley Bridge Celtic. And apparently he played in a match and he got clattered. You know, he had a great big bump over his eye. And he felt, you know, that he should carry on because he didn't want to go off. He didn't want to be seen to be going off. Almost like it was running away. And he stayed on. Scrambled a goal and I think hit the woodwork as well. And even though a lot of players might have gone off and just, you know, decided to take a rest... He battled on, and he's carried that through the rest, you know, rest of his career up to now. The fact he doesn't know when to give up, he'll keep playing and keep going, and it's starting to pay off for him because the talent that was always there is now being seen on a bigger stage. Yeah, he's he's just got he's just got the coaches that believe in him, hasn't he? And a manager that he will be in awe of probably i mean you know carlo ancelotti the guy was a legend as a player let alone as a manager so you know it did he's he's learned known forgotten more about football than most of us will ever dream of seeing so you know you, you would be no matter how cocky arrogant or whatever you are as a you know as a as a young man or a young footballer thinking you've already made it you're playing for a premier league and i'm not I'm not saying that applies to him at all. I'm just saying, you know, you're a young Premier League footballer. You're going to be pretty sure of yourself. But even then, when this guy walks into the into the dressing room, you are going to be just in awe of him. And then he brings in a world superstar like James Rodriguez. And it's, you know, you're just going to be like, wow, I am on board. I want to be a part of this. And I, I, I really would love it. And I know, Kristen, you wouldn't, obviously, but I would love it if Everton won the league or Villa or... Do you know what? Well, It'd just be amazing. See, the thing is to me is that, no, I want Liverpool to win. Obviously. But what... 
I know because I'm not actually. Oh, um, I'm not actually from Liverpool itself, and so I don't have the same ribbit. Although I have been with an Everton fan all week, who's been ribbing me all week. Um, <laughs> the That's the actual for disciplinary, you know. <laughs> the, yeah, the the actual thing for me is that with Everton starts the season, it feels like we're going back to the beginning of the eighties. I know it's brilliant. <laughs> and it would be brilliant because for 12 years there was Merseyside domination of football. Yeah. One and the that's the, the key thing. The e- other side of the East Lancashire Road can go do one. <laughs> there are no Manchester United or Man City players in this team for the first time since 2005. But the the um the the other good thing, I mean you know you look at look at Villa I mean they 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 stayed up because of that because of uh, Hawkeye not working in the first game back yeah that's why they stayed up that if they'd have lost that game they would have gone down look at them now they've made some brilliant brilliant signings as well um and you know how good would that be with with uh, you know the captain is a lifelong fan in Jack Grealish. The manager is a lifelong fan, Dean Smith. You know if if they if they had a, a season like that and finished in the top six or even higher. I mean I don't. Was it in nineteen eighty two when they won the European Cup? Yes, I think it was. 82. Yes, I think it was eighty two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Did that's what I mean. If, if we could go Forest? back to all of this, I, I'm happy. Oh, the eighties were a nice yeah. time. For me. Can can we get those kits as well? Because those <laughs> kits were insane. No, they were superb. That that Villa kit back then. The old 80s and 90s Everton kits, even the away kits, the yellow ones. Oh, oh my just, God. Just, I'm getting we're just running out of time. I really want to move through a couple of things. Sorry to interrupt you, James. That's so, right. obviously, we've been talking about Dominic Cavalu, and he has scored tonight for England. Um, why are they all wearing black armbands? I've I've missed something. Um, I assume it's maybe for England players of the past that have have died since the last game or for covid i, I haven't got a volume on so i haven't i don't know yeah i i i i, I, can't I know they flashed up a lot of pictures of like trevor cherry and you know a lot of fans and old players that have died this year so it might be for that it might just be for covid i don't know there's no okay, right the, let's move on to the next more important question how the hell is kieran trippier the captain i didn't know exactly the captain he's the captain tonight Wow. That's I will a... admit that the the only reason I can think he's the captain is because he's the most experienced player on the pitch for England. He, he's probably got the most caps, I assume. Yeah, yeah. that's he what I mean must... by the most experienced. Yeah, but they must have just gone down the Italian route. Both for Atletico and for England, has been poor for the whole like eighteen months now. As far as I'm concerned, he's not been the Kieran Tripper from a couple of years ago when he was at Spurs. Since he's gone to Atletico, he seems to have forgotten how to play football for England. He, start, he started at Atletico really, really well, um, but he fell out of favour, and yeah, he, he, he has struggled a bit. I mean, I'm surprised he's even in the squad, to be fair. I mean, is Kyle Walker in the squad? As I uh, said, I'd never I saw him. I, I, I don't know, he's probably <laughs> visiting some ladies, because um, he is suspended for the next game after this, isn't he? Oh, of course he is, yeah. Yeah. So he may not be in the squad, because he could be uh, maybe a two suspension. I, no, because I, I assume it'd be Kieran and trent alexander arnold wasn't it so well, i know i know that alexander arnold's mm. on the bench um yeah I haven't, I haven't seen whether um carl walker is so the the other thing and i want to bring it back something nice yay there's a certain club not too far from me 
much closer to me than both of you two. However, they're much closer to somebody your heart, Rob, than mine. And they have the best defensive record mm. in the whole of the league. Uh, 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 and a lot of Europe. <laughs> Well, I'm only just oh, looking at the fact that between... I mean, <laughs> We've heard enough from Rob tonight. We don't need to be going on about them. <laughs> well, this is, this is an astounding thing, I think, because as the tweets said, Liverpool and Man United conceded 13 <laughs> goals between them in one weekend, two matches, and Hull City appeared to have a goals against the zilch, zip, nil? Yes, because they're playing in League One. <laughs> to be honest, guys, I'm even more shocked than you guys are. Yeah, they've had... Um, just let me just double-check, because, I mean, tomorrow night, or I should say tonight, because it's Friday, they go to Fleetwood. It's the first meeting between the two teams. Um, and when you look at the... When you look at the, the the league table for, you know, for League One, it just looks so strange. You know, in case of every team... In the league, every team in the EFL and the Premier League have conceded at least one goal. Hull City have played four games, scored six, and conceded nothing. I can't imagine you'll, have, you'll find a team in a elite division that's played, you know, four games that mm. has got four clean sheets. I'd, I'd be very surprised if there's. I don't, well, I don't. When I say elite division, I don't mean semi-professional. In the in a don't, professional don't forget, league, don't forget. Not all elite divisions have actually started playing yet. Some of them start true, on true, um, true. Saturday. I mean, it's uh, great. I mean, what what was the summer like at, at Hull, Rob? I don't know how closely you, you monitored it. It was a bit wet, I found. Most yeah, of it. Yeah. It's not too far up the road from me. <laughs> um, what, what, what was it like in terms of um, transfers, ins and outs? And, oh, not m- not much. So it's largely the same squad? Largely the same squad. I think it was three or four players. Um, majority of the club stayed. I know there's been a slow drip of players leaving, but when you look at the squad now, it's, you know, there's a lot of similarities to what it was. And, you know, I'm just completely shocked. Still the same manager? Still, still Grant McCann. I don't know how he survived, but he did. I knew he would. Still the same owners? Unfortunately, yes. It's, it's, but, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, some, sometimes you just need to, to go down to... Just, just to reset, I guess. Build back better. The change is as good as the rest, as they say. And mm. who, who, who have the? Do, do you know off the top of your head who the four games have been against? Have you, have you played Sunderland in Ipswich? Well, no, you haven't. Cause they haven't no, we haven't. No, 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 no. Table. Right, the matches, the matches that they've played. If I can just quickly drag it up, and I can. Okay, whole city matches. Um, they've in the league. They've played. Just got to try and remember what date the season started. October um, 12th. September the 12th, sorry. September the 12th. September the 12th. So they, they played Gillingham away. Okay, they're six. 1 2 0. Wow. Played Crew at home. 1 1 0. Yeah. Um, yes, they got a kick in in the Carabao Cup. <laughs> that but that was, that was against West Ham, so it didn't matter. It's not your prior um, season. No. Nah. I thought they um, beat Leeds in the Carabao Cup as well. Yes, we did. Penalties. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Put them out on penalties, yeah. Take that. And North, and then away at Northampton, 1-2-0. And then home to Plymouth, 1-1-0. And as I said, 
on Friday night tonight they play Fleetwood at Fleetwood. That's not too bad then, because um, well, Plymouth currently thirteenth, but would probably have uh, ambitions of promotion, I imagine. Uh, Gillingham are sixth. Uh, so that the game against you, your lot was the only one they've lost so far, and mm. all right, the, the other two are down towards the at the bottom end a little bit. Northampton sixteenth and Crew twentieth at the minute, but yeah, I mean it's a, it's a decent set of results, and I mean it's um. I still can't get over League One. I mean, looking at the clubs that are in there, it's, it just mm. every time I mm. look at it, I'm just like, Jesus, am I looking at the championship table here? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, do you play Lincoln soon? Lincoln have got 100% record as well. Is is Do you know if, if that that would be you? No, don't, no, don't play Lincoln for quite a while. In fact, yeah. I've got a feeling it's... I mean, the play away at Sunderland on Boxing Day and then they play Lincoln at home on um, the 29th of December. Wow, that's a that's a hell of a crew. If if the table's the, anywhere like it is at the minute, the, that is a hell of a Christmas program. They've got they've actually got a hell of a Christmas period. 26th away at stay at Sunderland, home to Lincoln on the 29th and then on the 2nd of January, home to Charlton. Oh, and Charlton could be and well, but, and on the 9th of January away to Wigan. Oh, so, I mean, that it, could be the that could be the make or break of the season. So more more good news then to end on as well, because Charlton their takeover went through. Um, obviously, they won't won't have been able to bring any players in by the time they well actually they can because mm-hmm. the domestic window still open. So Charlton mm-hmm. currently fourteenth, but yeah, that could be a a game and a half by the time that comes around. And yeah, it's it's quite nice some some clubs getting back on their feet a little bit even in mm. these unprecedented times he says that ridiculous phrase um you know and i know we're probably not gonna have time to talk about them now because we need to sign off but it's it's great that that bury afc uh are back in business won their first game uh they scored twice in the last minute or in stoppage time to uh to beat steeton 3-2 um and I shared in the WhatsApp group about Macclesfield. It looks like they've been bought, but maybe we can cover that next week when maybe have a bit more information about it because it's uh, it's only broken in the last uh, 12 to 18 hours, I think, that story. so. But again, fantastic news. Yes, it mm. is all fantastic news. That That's the sort of thing. I wanted to round off with something a little bit happier. I did see those, James, but I, I knew that we would run out of time. Yeah, um, but like I said, the so, Macclesfield one's just breaking, so maybe... You yeah, know, so it's going to be something for us to discuss next week when we go again. And, James, are you still doing the double little whammy on Football Manager? I am, yeah. There should be an episode out today friday as this goes out um with barcelona and juventus um i've also got one with sporting sporting club de portugal not sporting lisbon in um don't call them sporting lisbon um but they're they're both kind of halfway through the season now they're both coming to an end because obviously the game is coming to an end now the new one's out soon um but yeah you can follow me on twitter at gamerjamesfm and you will find all the information there and Rob, you're not going to Hampton this weekend, but you're still going to be talking, you're still going to be tweeting, Rabid Robo. Yes, yeah, not as much as I used to do, but yes, I'm still there. Still trying to get to grips with all the uh, minutiae of all the COVID regulations as regards to the non-league, and hopefully taking a break next week. Hopefully. I, can, I, can I just say as well that I was really um, 
you know, listening to your insights on on things from from your position in the club. Mm. I'm really good to listen to earlier, so yeah, appreciate mm. that. Thank you. Mm. It may be that I might have to try and produce something a little even further in depth and try and record it, post it, or do a proper interview. You may have to think about it. Oh, so you're saying my interview wasn't good? <laughs> no, but we could. But the thing is, we could. I think it could be devoted to just the issue if anybody wanted it. I no, I agree. It's 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 brilliant having the insight from you as usual. It's great having the knowledge of football in general from James. And but you can go across to the website at wegoagainpodcast.com listen to our back catalogue and see everything we've been talking about over the last couple of years you can go across to facebook at we go again podcast um if you just do a little search you should be able to find us and you can also go across to twitter at we go again podcast as well uh, but whatever you've been doing i thank you for listening <laughs>